Good morning and welcome to our Pleasure for Health podcast. My name is Ailsa Kepi and you can find out lots about me on my website, pleasureforhealth.com. I am here today to talk about um, relationships over 50, relationships and dating really, so new relationships over 50 and just how challenging that can be, especially for those of us that maybe have um, been in a long-term relationship or a committed relationship or maybe on our own for many years. And now we're considering to get out in the dating world again and times have changed. 30, 40 years later, things are not the same as when we were 20 or 25. And, you know, we could get out there, uh, meet people, you know, maybe we go to the same coffee shop, maybe we're working together, a friend knows a friend who knows somebody, they set us up, these types of things still happen, of course, but it's a lot different out there now to be dating in the world today, especially as an older, you know, post midlife um, aged person. And I know that I've um, actually seen this quite a lot. And a lot of times we've, our relationship skills have kind of lapsed, you know, we get to this age, and we are used to having our own way if we've been living on our own a lot, or we're used to a particular person, you know, if you've been with someone for 10, 20 years, you've, you've kind of gotten to that comfortable stage, you don't need to make an effort. You know what the grunt means when they get up and you say, hey, do you want some coffee? And they're like, uh, you know, you know what that means. <laughs> you know, it means cream, two sugars. Thank you so much. I'll make you a coffee later type of thing. You know, um, we don't have to go through that whole um, <clears throat> anxious stage of do they like me? Do they not? How do I need to how do I need to be? Do I need to dress up? Are we going out on a date? Is it formal? Is it not? Do, do I let him open the door for me? There's just so many questions. And really, it's, um, you know, it's, it's an interesting uh, exploration to kind of, you know, and challenge to get out there as a as a senior, as a middle aged person and, and try to date again. So today we're going to we're going to chat about what are some of the specific challenges and maybe how we can overcome that. So hang on to your hat. And if you are in this age range and you're thinking of getting back out there on the dating scene, um, you know, hopefully this will give you some confidence that it can be done. I mean, one thing I just want to point out is that in this day and age, first of all, you know, dating often requires that we have some sort of um, expertise or uh, facility with technology. A lot of the dating sites that if you're going to meet people online require that you have a little bit of expertise on, on technology, on computers, or have a phone. People expect you to be able to text and to, um, you know, go on the dating site and message and put, you know, upload pictures. So there's some interesting skill set there that you may not have had to worry about, you know, 20 years ago, if you were looking for a date, you know, it was like, well, I know the cute girl at the coffee shop, I'm going to get her number. Um, but now you may need to navigate some of these other things. So, you know, there's a whole aspect of getting back out there in the dating world that could be that route, you know, you could get someone to help you make an online profile to pick a dating site that might work for you to get some really good photos, to give you some advice on how to set up your profile. 
you know, all of that is well and good, but I like to start even before that. I like to start with what are you looking for? What are you hoping for? What are your goals with getting out there and dating again? Because this actually is something that we take for granted that other people are thinking in the same way we are. And that's not not the case, hardly ever the case that other people are thinking the way the way we are. And so, you know, going on a date no longer means, hey, I'm looking to date you because then we're going to get married and then we're going to have kids and then have a house and live together happily ever after. That's not the sole reason why people date anymore. And especially if you're dating in older, you know, in your older age, you're probably not thinking along those same lines. You might be looking for a companion. You might be looking for a travel buddy. You might be looking for someone to get erotically playful with. You might be looking for some company. You might be looking for a life partner. But this is where, you know, I like to help people get really specific. You know, if you ha are one of those people that has grown up, you, you know, you at a young age, your family wanted you to get married to the girl down the road, you know, that worked out well for you, maybe for 20, 30 years, you had kids, you know, things worked, you kind of followed the, pa the path that was laid out for you. But now let's say you're 60 and you, you know, that relationship, unfortunately, for whatever reason is no longer existing and you find yourself on your own. <clears throat> you could just say, I've had a good run at relationship and I'm happy to kind of live out my days on my own. But many people are like, hey, I might be around for 20, 30, 40 more years. I could have another whole lifetime of, of an intimate partner or of a, a companion. So why not get out there and date? And I say, absolutely, if that's what you want. So then we need to have a discussion about, you know, have you ever explored your own desires? Have you ever looked at what it is that you actually want? So no longer, you know, when you're over 50 or 60, it doesn't, you know, you're not about having kids. You're not about these things. This is about you. This is your time. You know, these are the golden years where you get to have what you want, hopefully. So, you know, what do you want? And then people look at me with this blank stare and they kind of, I don't know, you know, I've never thought about it. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's break this down. You know, do you want someone to go for a walk with every day and hold hands? Do you want someone to have coffee with every morning, go dancing on Friday nights? Um, do you want someone to travel with? Do you want uh, a best friend? Do you want someone to explore erotically new uh, territory with? Um, you know, what are you looking for? Do you want like a, a, a relationship with a different gendered person? Do you want to explore your own sexuality? You know, do you want a monogamous relationship or do you mind if your partner's monogamous? Do you want to date multiple people and kind of have, you know, here's my Saturday friend, here's my Friday night friend, you know, maybe there's something to that as well. Do you want to live with somebody? Do you want to keep your own house? as your space and they have their own house as their space. You know, many of these questions are really important things to consider as you move into dating and considering what you want in this age. You've worked hard over your life. You have, you know, maybe amassed uh, a certain amount of um, money, a, a house, you have grandchildren, you know, do you want someone to walk in and share all of that? Or do you want to have your, uh, dating life be kind of separate from that 
So these are all questions that actually take a little bit of time and effort to work through. Sometimes shame, sometimes, you know, guilt, sometimes um, just not knowing what's out there. There are many, um, you know, lifestyle clubs that will uh, introduce you to other opportunities for erotic or relational play that, you know, don't follow the typical societal norms. And so that's all out there too. And, you know, you may hire somebody, you know, and there's, you know, if you want to hire somebody to go on a trip with you um, and, you know, give you that experience of having a partner without all the work of having to keep it up. Absolutely. Why not? There's people out there that are, are more than happy to fulfill that role and are do it very professionally. So I think we have to take a lot of the judgment and the shame and the guilt away from it and to actually look at what you want. Now, once you have figured out what you want, then it makes way more sense to go back to the, do you want to be on a dating site? You know, and if you are on a dating site, do you want some help creating your profile? Do you want help, you know, doing the pictures and, and putting down what you want? Do you want help, like how to do the tech side of it? Um, you know, uh, video dates are a popular thing now during COVID. How do you do those? Um, you know, I've had a few video dates where, you know, the person turned up in their pajamas, like basically still in bed and, you know, it doesn't give a great, a great um, image, you know, if you turn up like you haven't made any effort. So, you know, what is expected on a video date? What is expected on a real date? You know, do you, does the guy pay if you're going out with a guy who pays, you know, do you, do you always go 50 50 does, you know, oh, do you ask the other person out? All of these things are changing as our gender and our power dynamics between genders are changing. So we really have a lot to work through. And so, you know, it's, it's helpful to consider all these questions before you just get out there and try to date and then find out after a couple of dates that you and this other person are, can, are thinking about totally different things. And it, it means getting really honest with ourselves too, right? So I have a client, you know, that I'm, I'm working with recently and <clears throat> she's, she's having some issues trying to, to not put herself a, a year into the relationship. You know, if you meet someone and a week or two into a relationship, you're expecting to know whether this is going to be your next life partner. Is that a realistic expectation? And, you know, I'd have to say that it's probably not as much as we'd like to believe that love happens spontaneously and immediately and we can have love at first sight. The, even if you do have a, a click with somebody, you still have to do all the getting to know them. You have to work out the logistics. My new partner had to move across the country. And so, you know, we didn't actually consider even really being together or how we would be together when we first started seeing each other, we were pretty happy doing a long distance thing. We talked on the phone a lot and then it kind of evolved into, you know, let's figure out where we're going to live. And so, you know, he ended up moving across country, but that is actually, you know, unusual for someone in their fifties to do, uh, especially if you've built up any kind of, um, you know, history in an area, you may not want to move. It's harder to do that. <clears throat> so it can be challenging in this, in this day and age to do, to figure out how to move forward. And I think we have to be willing to take time doing that. 
you may have to make some sacrifices for a year or two years of long distance or whatever to even see if it's worth it. During that time, you also need to build up some trust and build up some uh, ability to know if you're on the same page with, you know, do you want to be monogamous? Do you want to be committed? Is this something that both of you are are willing to, to uh, work with? And, you know, can you trust this person? And that is <clears throat> really, you're never going to have 100% proof um, that somebody is following the, the um, agreements that you've made, but you're going to have to figure out if you are going to take a chance on this person. And I noticed actually recently, I think it was Apple came out with the wedding rings that where you can, you know, track your partner anywhere they go. And I was like, oh, this is not leading anywhere good because at some point, you know, I understand I've had relationship where, you know, um, my ex was, was, you know, doing, running around and doing things behind my back. And I can't say that it's a fun experience. Of course not. But if I had known where he was going, what he was doing and spent my entire time watching, would that have made it any easier? Well, no, not really. So really, I think it's about really coming to terms with what we want and being very clear about that and learning to trust our intuition and to, Take a chance and trust someone. And, you know, if they and, and every once in a while, take a step back and say, does this still seem like a relationship that is built on trust or are there weird things about it? And even then we may be, you know, bamboozled by a really good, um, you know, narcissist or, or psychopath. They, they are very good at that kind of thing. So it's not a guarantee that you won't ever be hurt. So I think that's as well something that I find with my older clients, you know, they want they want to guarantee that this person is <clears throat> the person. And just because you're 60 doesn't mean you um, haven't got some uh, ability to, you know, run around on people. Or if you have a habitual thing, it's probably going to be hard to break at this point. Um, we also have a lot of baggage. So these are things we have to consider as we start dating. Not to put you off, but this is you know, it's going, it's not going to be as easy as ordering up a sandwich from the local deli. We have to, you know, even if you're really clear about what you want, you've still got to get out there. You've got to give people a chance. You have to work on who you are as a person and whether you are feeling comfortable and enjoying what's happening. And I think this is one of the biggest things I've learned over the years is to really trust that if I am enjoying what's going on and being really honest with myself, you know, if it if I end up ending a relationship in a few months or a year or five years or 10 years, will I have been grateful for the time I've had? And if I answer yes, then go for it. You know, um, there's no reason to hold back. If you are really honestly having a good time with this person, then enjoy it. And so really getting clear about what we want and you know, what we're willing to, what we're willing to do and to compromise with helps us to move forward and to really trust ourselves. These kinds of skills um, are, are really the preparatory skills. And then, you know, if you just want to practice the relational skills, the communication skills, the intimacy skills, the sexual skills, there are you know, a myriad of places that you can learn those techniques. And those are techniques. Like if you are out of practice with communicating 
um, you need to, to step it up. If you're out of practice with, you know, physical intimacy skills, maybe you need to take a course or, you know, get some help with a coach or some of that is what I do in my practice. Let's, you know, teach you some stuff. And if you're willing to put that effort in, I guarantee it's going to come back in droves to you in, you know, in the kind of person that you are going to be able to attract and that you're going to be in relationship with. Putting an effort into bettering yourself on some of these skills will always pay dividends for you, I think, um, even if it's not with that person um, that you see at the moment in front of you. So these are some of my little um, tips, I should say, or thoughts about dating over 50. Um, there's a lot of things, um, you know, that once you've found someone and you want to explore erotically, there's some things to, to learn about there too. And that is also something that I think you, you, you'd benefit a lot by going and learning. What do you do if you're, you know, 60 or 70 and things, things don't work the way they did when you were 25. How can you still have a fulfilling physical relationship at that point? You know, um, the, one of the biggest things about older people is sometimes they're not as up to date on what are the, um, the ways to protect yourself having if you have multiple partners you know what do you need to pay attention to what do you need to know about so that you can stay safe for yourself and for others so this all of these things come together to to help create the type of uh relationship that you really want and so you really enjoy these you know decades that you have in front of you with people or a person that you really want to be there with. There's many people out there that are looking for relationships, that are looking for excitement, that are looking for companionship, all of those things. And, you know, the more that we can be clear about what we want and learn about the skills that will get us there, I really think that, you know, we can make it happen for many people. And to me, if you are sitting there alone and you're, you know, feeling lonely in your old age and wishing you had someone like, let's get you out there finding this person, because I'm positive there's many other people that would love to be in some kind of relationship with you. So if you found this interesting, again, you can find out lots more. You read about my blogs, listen to more podcast episodes, reach out to me for actually working with me online courses or in person. Um, you can find out www.pleasureforhealth.com, which sounds way more uh, fun, you know, than the uh, the pain and the and the the drudgery that might have you might have thought about in the past. So let's talk about pleasure. Let's talk about relating. Let's talk about what you want. Let's talk about desire, and let's move forward with that. So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. You can check out more episodes. And give me a like and a share if you really enjoyed this. And I hope to have you back soon.